0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Real Men Feel. I am Andy Grant, your happy feeler of men. No, that doesn't sound as good.
1: That, mental, <laughs> that came uh, out
0: really. <laughs>
2: <A little> <laughs> anyway, I want to rephrase that.
0: Real Men Feel is all about giving men a space to explore, to feel, to acknowledge whatever's going on for them. We have this weekly podcast called Real Men Feel, which you have discovered. We record live every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern. we are syndicated to YouTube, SoundCloud, and iTunes. You can subscribe to the podcast easily at realmenfeel.org slash iTunes. We welcome your comments, your reviews, your feedback. You can also visit our – we have a blog at RealMenField.org. We'll have all sorts of show notes. You can learn about upcoming shows, past shows, lots of awesome stuff. We also have a private Facebook group. We have a public Facebook group. We have a Twitter page you can follow. Lots of good stuff. But – um. Mostly, this is about a space for you to realize you're not alone with whatever maybe you're you're going through, to realize there are things you haven't heard of, things you haven't experienced, to give you a little uh, zest for life, some things to look forward to, perhaps, some ways to explain some things you've gone through. Um, We normally talk for about 30 or 40 minutes. Um, Yeah. And with me, as always, is my
1: friend and (laughs) co-host, Apio Hunter. (laughs) Hey, Andy. (laughs) It's going to have- be a wild <laughs> night. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. With, with that opening, I mean, ha- we haven't been able to top that. <laughs> well, joining us tonight
0: is someone I'm really excited about having here. Um, when I first created the show uh, that at the beginning of this year, I believe it was in February, this is, this is one of the guys that I really thought of for, for who to be on, why it exists, and a great story to share. Um, joining us tonight is Brad Littlefrog Hudson. Brad is a shamanic healer and teacher, a multidimensional energy healer. A best-selling author and an ordained minister, Brett is also a purveyor of fine meats, and he's a, a good friend of mine and Apio's. And I, again, I'm really psyched that you're here. And I realized, uh, actually, this month might even be this week. Um, we all met three years ago at a Train the Trainer IP event in Boston, and it, it's been just three years, and it seems like it must have been so much longer ago. But
2: wow, you're right. I I, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, That's it was exactly right. Holy cow! Yeah. So three
0: just years. proof how much can happen in three years. <laughs> <laughs> a lot. But, uh, you know, I, in, I, in the last three years, I have seen um, more people coming out saying they're shamans and shamanism and books and stuff. But before that, I don't even know that I was familiar with the term. So, so, Brad, why don't we just start like what is what is a sh- what is a shaman? What does that
1: mean?
2: Yeah, that's a great question, Andy, because, as you say, most people don't understand uh, what a shaman really is. Um, Bottom line, a shaman is an individual who works with uh, the spirit world in order to achieve uh, change in our human world. Um, You know, in the old days when we all lived in tribes, uh, the shaman was the individual who was tasked with um, healing the members of the tribe, um, both through... Uh, herbal uh, remedies um, that he or she would find in the forest and and elsewhere, and also through invoking the power of the spirits to come in and and heal a person um, it, now the shaman was also say the um food source dried up, and the buffalo moved the shaman was responsible for asking the spirits where they went and then packing up the tribe and moving it. Because that was a big deal to have to move an entire tribe. And if he was wrong, he wasn't a shaman very much longer. (laughs) Um, If there was a drought and there was no food, uh, he was responsible for making it rain and vice versa. If there was too much rain, he was tasked with making it stop. When a tribe member would die, he was the one who would make sure that that tribe member's soul got to the proper location uh, whatever it was that the tribe believed in. Um, and, uh, and he was very, um, well taken care of by the tribe. Uh, you know, they, they would make sure that he had food and, and clothing and things like that. Um, so, um, yeah, in today's society, you know, shamans, before I was called for to be a shaman, I wasn't really, I, I didn't know that much about it myself. Um, so it was a, uh, a path of discovery for me as well. Um, and, so it's not like you took a test and you didn't take a test in elementary school that said
0: you should be a shaman. It wasn't like, <laughs> yeah,
2: right. It wasn't one of those. Uh, yeah. Right. Where they, where you take the multiple choice thing and they say, you know, you should be a lawyer and you should, you know, dig ditches and all that kind of stuff. Um, no, it wasn't anything like that. I mean, I'm, I'm 59 years old. Um, five years ago, um, uh, this summer of 2011 I had a very very restless summer I couldn't figure out what was going on but I there was something inside of me that wasn't right and I kept being led online to the website of a Native American medium in Cape Cod and I finally bit the bullet and called her and made an appointment and a one-hour appointment turned into three and a half hours and I walked out of there with a a stack of books that she gave me and she told me I'd be a teacher and a healer Um, I had no idea what she was talking about uh, because I had, for 30 years, I had been in the concert merchandising business. um, And, you know, I have a degree in accounting and an MBA. I owned my, um, uh, my own company uh, called JSR merchandising where we did t-shirts for bands all over the world, including, you know, the stones and Pink Floyd and ACDC on down. Um, And I was pretty happy with all of that. but the that restless feeling um, was the awakening inside of me of uh, my spiritual purpose. And, and, and I want to be very clear about this because this was not a, um, um, I didn't become a born again Christian or anything like that. What happened to me has nothing to do with human religions. Mm-hmm. Um, what happened to me has everything to do with um, the, the, uh, spiritual nature of our true selves, I guess you would say. And, um, you know, the next six months, I, I tried a lot of different things, mediumship um, classes and, and tarot cards and, and everything under the sun until one day I stumbled across a basic um, shamanic uh, workshop sponsored by the Foundation for Shamanic Studies in Rome, Mass. And I signed up for that. And within an hour of being in that class, I knew I was home. Um, I, and I, I still didn't know what a shaman was until the end of the weekend. But I told my instructors at the end of the weekend, you know, thank you for a terrific time, but you didn't teach me anything. What you did was you helped me remember everything. And it turns out that I've been a shaman in many, many lifetimes. And um, I've I've taken all the courses the classes that the foundation has to offer. Um, I did not complete the three-year class. I dropped out halfway through because it wasn't giving me what I needed. Um, but that's okay um, because I now have a very solid path as a teacher and a healer. Um, I did walk away from my business in January of 2014. Um, I owned that business for over 20 years. I sold my shares to my partners and and just completely walked away. I didn't even consult my wife, which I don't really advise. Um, you know, I came home from work and she said, hi honey, how was your day? And I said, I quit my job. Um, and she kind of freaked out, uh, rightly so. Um, but it was a necessary thing for me to do in order to take the next step on my path, which was helping people. Um, you know, at that point in time, I was doing a lot of physical healing, uh, people with bad backs and people with Lyme disease and and um, other physical long-term chronic problems. And then it it transformed into, I was shown by Spirit how to um, remove addictions from people, um, how to remove traumas from people, uh, which was especially useful um, with a lot of um uh, my female clients, you know, with, with uh, the problems that women go through when they're young. Um, and as far as being uh, molested and raped and things like that, and I'm able to help them with that. And then my primary purpose as a shaman is attachment removal from people, places, and things, which essentially is depossession work. Um, and for people that don't understand depossession, just think um, exorcism. Uh, I'm removing negative energies and entities from people, uh, places, and things. I do this all the time. I do four to six of them a week. Um, and uh, I love the the challenge of really malevolent beings. And it's, it's win-win because I help the human reti- uh, regain his or her life back. And I also help the being because I cross it into the light where it can remember its eternal purpose and its eternal work. And, um, it's, it's just, it's win-win and it's a beautiful thing. Um, so, uh, yeah, that in a, that's, I hope I answered the question of what is a charm.
0: <laughs> you could just say,
2: I am, <laughs> 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 but, uh, you know, well, there are lots
0: of things you touched on that I, I will have to follow up more on. Um, I think one specifically used the phrase that you, you were shown by spirit. And c- could you explain that a little, like did you, you had a dream or was, like a bit, or was it always something different? Like, like how, are, how does spirit show you kind of your next step? How was that?
2: Yeah, that's, that's a, another great question. That, and it, I would imagine it's a little different for everyone. For me, what happens is um, I've reached a point where if I need information, I reach out in my mind and I just ask and um, <clears throat> I will receive an immediate answer. Uh, Anytime that you're you're um, asking the higher powers for um, the answer to a question, um, you know, listen for that very first thing you you hear when you finish that question, you know, like nanoseconds later, you'll hear the answer, not the answer you hear three seconds later, because, you know, that's, that's your ego mind, your monkey mind coming in there. Um, But So when when I come up against things like my depossession work, um, where um, I want to credit Betsy Bergstrom um, in Seattle for getting me started on that with her compassionate depossession program. But um, almost right away after I took that, I was shown different ways to do things. And when I say shown, um, basically I hear a voice in my head that explains the technique to me. Um, and I always try to keep a pen and paper, you know, nearby or in my pocket, because I never know when this stuff's going to come. Um, and uh, it, it's, it, it's incredible, um, because the answers to everything are at our fingertips. And we just have to ask. We have so much support here on this planet, you know, the, 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 the planet Earth, the, you know, we're, we're just... We're, every one of us that are here are a part of a tiny, tiny, tiny subset of souls that are like the Green Berets. You know, we come to earth to get our butts kicked and learn really fast all of our lessons. So we're the special forces, that, that 10% of all the souls in existence that say, yes, Sarge, I'll, I'll walk point. I'll go point, you know, and, 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 and come here and literally get our asses kicked. Um, and, uh, but we learn so freaking fast. Um, and, uh, and it's, you know, it's a, it's a wonderful, wonderful thing. Um, no problem. We can have anything we want.
1: That, that, you bring up an interesting point because one of the things that I've, I've heard about shaman is oftentimes they don't choose to be a shaman. They are chosen by spirit. And oftentimes it can be a grueling, especially if you hear about the, the, the tribal shaman, the ones that come from the more tr- the, the, Ancient, more ancient tradition of shamanism and how they just go through a really, really challenging time stepping into that particular role and becoming the you know that leader, that teacher, the healer, and, and all the multiple facets and aspects of being a shaman. Is that was something that you experienced as well?
2: That's a great point, Apio, because um, yeah, the, what you're talking about is the 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 death of of the um, self and the birth of the shaman. Mm-hmm. You know, in the old tribes, um, the shaman candidate would go into the mountains or the woods, the forest by, uh, himself or herself, um, until they received a vision. Um, and you know, it, it could be a week, um, and they're out there with, you know, no food, just, uh, whatever their water source is, um, sitting on top of that rock, you know, meditating and, and asking for, um, the information, um, for me, um, yeah, I, I experienced that death um, on a couple of occasions. One was my very first Vision Quest, um, which was um, uh, in the Green Mountain National Forest in, in Vermont, um, run by a guy named Sparrow Hart, who runs um, uh, Vision quests all over the country. And, you know, that's four days, four nights out in the wilderness by yourself with just a sleeping bag and a notebook um, and water uh, nothing else. Um, and, uh, you, it's a fantastic experience. I highly recommend it. Um, but it also kicks your ass. And, um, you know, you, at the end of those four days, um, you've experienced some, um, very, very powerful. Um, I don't want to say just visions. Um, but powerful transformations, I guess, Mm -hmm. uh, because of the information that you receive from spirit. Uh, The, the other part of my, um, my, my symbolic death was when I left my company, um, because that was a huge tie to my past. And essentially what spirit told me was I had to make a complete break with my past, um, in order to do this. Fortunately, my wife, while, um, being a little mystified by the process is very supportive. Um, And she's been wonderful throughout this whole thing. Um, Even to the point of understanding when I say, well, I, you know, (laughs) I come home and it's Monday afternoon. I say, tomorrow, I have to go to Utah, you know, because I have to go do a vision quest. (laughs) And um, she doesn't understand it, but she allows me to do those things. And uh, that's, that's very cool. But yeah, you know, you're talking about that symbolic death for, for many people. It's, it's almost truly a near death experience where they're so ill that um, they are at death's uh, doorstep, um, but they, they come back around and it's through that experience with death um, and you know holding hands with the Grim Reaper that um, uh, starts them on their, their shamanic path.
0: So is it, is it similar to the, the, like the, the language of, of Alcoholics Anonymous, uh, anonymous AA, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> of, uh, of, of someone needing to hit rock bottom for them to like, open up to something else? Is that kind of on the spiritual sense, you, 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 know, you create so much uh, distress or turmoil in your life that you finally are open to something
2: else? Yeah, except I don't think that the person realizes it when it's happening. You know, it's 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 kind of. Um, I mean, in the old days of the tribe, yes, that that person was sent away from the tribe in order to experience that and discover that. Uh, in today's world, um, I think once a person comes through that experience, they begin. My experience from talking with people is they begin to um, realize that they can hear voices that other people can't hear. They can see um, apparitions that other people can't see. Um, and they can heal. And, and, um, you know, it's incredible that, you know, before the show, when you you and I, Andy, were talking about the expo we did this past weekend and, you know, I, I did 44 healings in, in two days at my booth at that expo. And they were short healings, 10 minutes yet. Um, I, there was one woman I worked on, um, who is a healer herself that had lower back problems and, uh, she didn't think 10 minutes would do anything. And yet at the end of the 10 minutes, she stood up, she goes, Oh my God, she goes, I could feel things in my back moving, you know, from, and I didn't touch her. Um, I did a shamanic journey and I was working on her in non-ordinary reality. Um, but many people said the same thing throughout the weekend. Um, you know, I had a, a, a gentleman come to me who, um, Uh, had a curse put on him by a a Haitian voodoo person. And uh, that was my biggest challenge to date. That took me, that took me almost 15 minutes to get that out of him. Um, And, um, and he, he was, and he had had this for a number of years, like six years. And he was smiling when I was done. I mean, I could tell immediately that it it was gone and he felt it leave. um, And, and, uh, so, you know, it, it's... Uh, so, it's, it's Brad, you're saying that the, the biggest challenge you've come across
0: as a shaman took 15 minutes to resolve? <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> that's... Uh, and you know what? Let me, exp- let me clarify that, okay? Because uh, that's something else I was talking with a lot of people at the expo about. And that is that I've been told by spirit that I'm charged with bringing shamanism into the 21st century. And that means... It, it doesn't take an hour and a half with your spirits of journey work in order to heal somebody. It's, you know, my, my depossession work takes about five minutes, maybe six minutes. Um, it, it, the traditional sense, it takes hours to do. Um, it, it, the healings that I do, if it literally take five minutes um, and they're every bit as effective as what, A traditional shaman would, you know, I don't consider myself a traditional shaman um, because I'm combining some angel work and some archangels and, um, uh, you know, in with all of that stuff, but it just makes it more powerful. Um, But yeah, you're right. It's that was the most difficult thing I've done in five years and it was 15 minutes.
1: I must have done something really serious to have a voodoo priestess piss her off and so she, you know, puts a curse on him.
2: Yeah, and my experience has been that these Haitian curses are the, some of the most difficult things to remove.
1: They are really. I've nasty. worked
2: with them before. I've even been stumped by them before. You know, the, mm. there was one in particular I just I couldn't move. Um, but that was three years ago. Mm. That wasn't mm. today.
1: So uh, just out of curiosity, speaking of traditions and so forth, which. And obviously, there are many, many shamanic paths and many shamanic traditions, depending on which part of the world you're actually from. Was there a particular path that you ended up taking that brought you to the space where you're incorporating other parts other elements of 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 healing the spiritual and, and energy healing?
2: For me, it was a natural progression apio you know it was um it was always just seemed to be the right thing to do um. You know, I've had, especially this weekend, I had people come up to me and they say, well, what what shamanic tradition are you, you know, a part of? And I just look at them and go, my own. Um, You know, (laughs) it's, I don't know. I mean, I know in other lifetimes I've been a Lakota. I've been a member of many, many tribes. Mm -hmm. um, But I do not consider myself um, a shaman of any particular Native American tradition. Uh Uh, It seems that... I was told when I got on this path, I would um, be on fast track that I would be on the fast track. Um, They weren't kidding. Um, And uh, it's just, I'm so blessed that every time I need something, it comes directly to me. And it's sometimes I don't even know what that is that I need. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, when, when I was working on this Haitian thing on Sunday. Halfway through the work, all of a sudden, I saw an image in my mind, which was what I needed in order to blast this curse out of this guy. Um, and so it came at the right time. You know, it, it was just in time. You know, it was, I guess, maybe, uh, you know, just like just in time inventory and all that kind of stuff. That's <laughs> that's kind of the way my shamanic practice works mm-hmm. um, That when I need something it comes to me and it, and it comes to me fast and furious um have, have and, you always had this 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 trust to just jump
0: into whatever showing up or yes really? yes
2: that's okay that's a great point because i think that differentiates me from a lot of people um when i was growing up i was not aware that i had a spiritual part of me but i always trusted in my instincts um and I always did what I heard deep down inside In other words I always went with my heart not my head and I never gave um, a, a you know a rat's ass what anybody thought about what I was doing and um, that in and of itself differentiates me I think a lot um, the it's you know when I made the transition um, There are no role models to to look at for um, changing your life from being, you know, just a guy who was having fun in the rock and roll business, you know, selling T-shirts. I toured with these bands for 12 years. Um, I had my own company for 20 years. Um, It was sex, drugs, and rock and roll as far as I was concerned. And then all of a sudden, the next thing I know, I'm... uh, I'm, I'm, I'm healing people. I'm counseling them. I'm, um, uh, coaching. I, I uh, it, it's, um, you know, the the people came first. Um, if they didn't have any money, that was fine. I, I treat them anyway. Um, it, it's, it's all, you know, it, it's, it's just what you do as a person. Um, not, not even as a man, but just as a person, just helping other people. Um, yet, I think if most men were approached in the same situation that I went through, um, they would be a little confused because, again, you know, you don't have that role model. Um, You you don't – we're not taught to trust in spirit or trust what we hear or feel within ourselves. And that's a huge mistake. You know, but most people spend their whole lives trying to make other people happy. And, um, oh, my God, you know, I can't think of anything worse than, um, than not being happy myself, but trying to make somebody else happy, even if it is a family member. Um, you know, family members are, are, are wonderful, um, but they have their own paths as well. And it's very important to be true to yourself, um, and and you know, especially as a man, you know that when you think like thousands of years ago, you know the whole myths, Greek myths, mythology, Roman myths, all this stuff. You know, th- there were purposes behind these things. You know, they they gave life lessons and 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 showed you how to be a member of society and and all these other things. We don't have that today. It's just. You know, you're born. You're, you're thrown into 12 years of school. You're thrown out of that. If you're lucky, you go to four years of college, and then it's like, okay, now what the hell do I want to do with the rest of my life? Mm-hmm. Um, and and that's extremely difficult. Um, and and yet, there's still, um, you know, I'm sure some people have stereotypes about shamans, and um, uh, which which. You know, maybe thinking that, you know, they practice black magic, you know, when, when they're not helping people and, and they can uh, invoke all sorts of uh, uh, nasty spells and things on people. And, um, you know, it's, yeah, are there black people that do black magic out there? Yeah, there are. I've run into them and I've, I've had to remove the results of what they've done from people. Um, but they're, they're a small minority. Um, but, you know, just... That whole transition that I made five years ago, I didn't have anybody's hand to hold. I didn't have any any path that was already laid out for me. Um, I kind of had to make it all up as I went along. And um, did, did I have some bad experiences? Yeah, I had one really bad experience with a modality that I'm not going to name. Um, but... Totally screwed me up for months and um, took a lot of money from me, and uh, you know. But I recovered from that, and it was, in hindsight, it was an essential part of my path. Now the two months that I was just totally screwed and and my life, you know, felt like it was just falling apart, um, was an essential part of my path. I had to go through that in order to become the man that I am today. So Hmm. does does that
0: transition feel like it's complete or is a transition that really doesn't end?
2: That's it. It doesn't end. You know, it's just like, it's no different than my, my medicine named little frog. You know, when I got that on my first um, vision quest um, the last morning, when I woke up the morning of the fifth day, there was this huge bullfrog about four inches from my face when I opened my eyes and it said to me, well, little frog, you made it through the four days and four nights. Are you now a big frog? And I knew that was a trick question because I'll never be a big frog. I will always be that little frog learning. There's too much for us to to, to learn. That's why we keep coming to this earth thousands and thousands of times because you know we're never gonna get it right. Yet that's okay because the fun is the journey. You know, the fun isn't the destination. The fun is getting from point A to point B. And and because we never know what to expect. And we take the good with the bad because they're all essential elements of, of what each one of us is here to do. Um, and when we are lucky enough to find our path um, and embrace it fully, uh, it, 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 it makes life billion times better exponentially better Um, you know I'm having the time of my life and I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow you know am I as financially secure as I was when I owned my company no but who cares you know spirit will take care of that it's like I don't do any advertising I just ask spirit to bring me people that need me and when that happens when when I'm when I'm in a real happy place and my vibration is very very high all of a sudden, I have a bazillion clients coming to me out of the woodwork, and um, it, it, it's and it can be that way for ev- everybody, anyone, and everyone. I am nothing special, you know. I am just a person who happens to listen closely to those voices and and to my heart, um, and and that's all it takes, uh, you know. And I'd like to also suggest, um, talk about fear for a minute here because fear is our biggest limiting belief. And if you know there's a great quote in um, a course in miracles and I'm, I'm going to have to paraphrase but it says um, if you knew who walks beside you on your path on this planet fear would be impossible because each one of us has a group of dedicated guides. Each one of us has a group of dedicated angels. We all have ascended masters working with us. We can call upon the archangels anytime. I mean, yeah, the archangels anytime we want. We have power animals. We have teachers in human form from the upper shamanic world. And we have star beings and light beings that are with us all the time. So, you know, when I was on my vision quests, I literally had hundreds of beings around me 24-7. And there was no way anything bad would ever happen to me being out there all by myself. And but it's the same way sitting here in my house right now. I'm surrounded by beings. They keep me safe. They they help me. Um, now don't forget you have to ask for help. You know, ask for help from your angels. Otherwise, they're just sitting around playing rummy, you know, and monopoly <laughs> and bored to tears. Um, but you have to ask for all that help. Is, but it's that- there. Is, and, is,
0: is that kind of why is that kind of why like the 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 saying bad things happen to good people is it to get you to ask for for something else for help
2: <laughs> i don't know if it's to get you to ask um i i think it it's it, that to me the, the first reaction i get when i hear that phrase is um that it means don't worry about the bad stuff that happens to you just like the bad stuff that happened to me um you know, when I left my company and I spent two months with that one modality, um, I, I thought that was the end of the world, you know, when when mm. everything came crashing down for me um, during that. But no, I, I think that just means that just go with it. You know, that bad, bad things happen to good people. Um, everything happens perfectly. You, you need those bad things sometimes to come out of whatever it is that you're in. Um, and, you, you know, we've all talk to people in bad relationships or bad marriages and and it's like well why don't you leave and they they don't want to leave what's familiar you know they Mm -hmm. they they just can't bring themselves to do it so so we're all living in our past and um that is so limiting um to us because we make the same decisions over and over and over again And, you know, again, going back to A Course in Miracles, um, and I'd like to give all the listeners a quick, um, uh, a a really easy way to get rid of your past. And that is, we all have these little film strips and movies that run through our brain, and they all have to do with blame, shame, anger, guilt, resentment, all this other, all these bad things. And the moment one of them starts up in your head, stop it. Say, stop. Send love and forgiveness to everyone involved in that. Send love and forgiveness to yourself and then say, thank you very much for the lessons, but I don't need you anymore. Goodbye forever. That film strip, that movie will disappear completely from your brain Mm -hmm. and you won't be able to think about it again. Mm -hmm. And if you spend, it took me three months one summer to get rid of all the crap in my head in order to allow me to live in the ever present now, this ever present moment. Um, because this is the only thing that counts. What you and I and everybody else did 10 years ago at some party means nothing. You know, it's all about the ever-present moment. Make the decisions based on what's going on right now, this second. And and you'll find that it works um, in, a, in a in a big way.
1: Awesome. Beautifully stated. Beautifully stated. Thank you
2: so you you mentioned that
0: that one of the big challenges for you was that there were, there was no mentor, there was no one to look towards who had who had done the path that you were on so if, if for the for the guy out there now that's kind of where you were five years ago, f- feeling restless, not sure what's awakening like like what what's your what's your best advice to someone that's at back at that beginning
2: Well, call me um, <laughs> <laughs> um I'll put your your mind at ease um go with it you know the best advice is go with it we because our lives have become so much more difficult in this day and age and by that I mean you know for a married couple with kids with both parents working you know, you're getting up at five thirty in the morning, and you're going, 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 going until eleven o'clock at night, and 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 you feel all this pressure to, you know, you got to pay the mortgage, and make the car payments, and the tuition payments, and all this other stuff, and you know, it just feels like raw hamsters on that little wheel, and you know, we're just running as fast as we can, and we're getting nowhere, and um, it's so in order and most people don't have a lot of money saved up either so you know if i were to suggest to someone quit your job they would go oh my god but you know i only have enough money for like three weeks what's going to happen and and i would say just trust in spirit um you know i i would want to give them though a little bit of work ahead of time on on you know, the law of attraction and, and what we, the three of us did when we first met three years ago with Infinite Possibilities with Mike Dooley um, and and explain to them how you manifest things and how, you know, your thoughts create your reality and um, and how they need to get a certain set of thoughts, a certain type of thoughts out of their mind completely um, in order to move mm-hmm. ahead. Um, but, you know, it. it the, the, the whole thing about us being here on this planet is to experience love and joy and happiness and, and forgiveness. But for the most part, we're supposed to live lives of joy and happiness. And when you're working a, a, a job that you hate, um, it's really hard to share joy and happiness with your family and your friends. know and you don't want to become that weekend warrior that you know just lives for friday night so that you know he can get hammered and forget about everything that's not living you know that's escapism um so you it's the trust it's losing the fear and gaining that trust um in spirit and you know if some people want to call it god or christ or whatever Call it whatever you want if it works for you, you know. Um, But it's the greatest things, the greatest experiences of my life have come out of left field totally unexpectedly. And I think most people, if they sit down and think about it, would agree with that, that, you know, their greatest experiences have been things that just suddenly came up And maybe they just took off on a whim, spur of the moment, you know, saw that flight for $495 to Tokyo and hopped on it and, you know, and went from there. And, you know, just showed up in a place where they don't speak English and see what happens.
0: Um, Do you have any tips for for kind of the average person that is feeling fear? Like, is this, you know, is a flight to Tokyo? Is it always something different?
2: Like what? (laughs)
1: And then ask ego, nashmaska.
2: Um it, it, it's you gotta do something that frightens you. You know, to, to to help you break through. Um so it's about it's about action in face of the emotion? That's a great way of putting it, yes. Yeah, thank you. You gotta take action. Because if you if you're if you're feeling if you're full of fear and you don't take any action, what happens? You you sit there and you're paralyzed. You 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 can't go left because you're too damn scared. You can't go right because you're too damn scared. So what do you do? You just sit there and do nothing. Um, I think we all know a lot of people that are kind of like that. You know that are just. They're too scared to just even make a movement. Well, you know what? If I if I piss off my boss, I'm going to get fired and blah, blah, blah. And it might be the best thing that ever happened to them to get fired. And, you know, spirit may just be waiting for them to make that move to get fired so that they can bring them something totally different that is going to rock their world. Yeah. But they'll never know if they don't take that first step. Because mm-hmm. I, I lived that way for years,
0: and I think it's a common experience for people. For... Humans, not just men, but you—you you can be in a job or at least you, you are in something that you you you're so sick of. You want to leave, but you're also clinging to it because it's all you know. And at least, well, at least I have this this shit that I'm sick of. At least I
2: have that. <laughs> I can't just throw that away. Right? You know what? That's the way I was after 12 years of touring. Um, I knew I had to get off the road. I was on the road 11 and a half months a year, different city every single day. Um, You know, was I having fun? Yeah. But after 12 years, I mean, it just it just graded on me, you know, because it's great when you're in your 20s. But then when you get in your mid 30s or so, you you just don't have that kind of energy. And and, um, I wanted to leave in the worst way. Yet I was so scared of leaving because that was my safety net. You know, that was I made great money. I had great health insurance. Um, I had friends all over the world that I would get paid to go visit, you know, essentially as I was on the road. Um, but when I finally quit, um, I just, um, I was scared shitless. Yeah. I mean, it was, I started a, a, a retail store to sell concert merchandise in and, um, I was scared, but the store got me excited. So that, that excitement, that feeling of joy elevated my, I didn't know this at the time, but it elevated my vibration and made the store very, very successful until about two years into it. I just got sick of it. I got fed up with it. I couldn't take retail anymore. Hmm. Um, And, and um, I sold, Um, I had three stores at the time, I sold them to my managers. And that's when I moved to Boston to start my um, uh, 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 merchandising company, um, the factory, um, which, you know, at our biggest point, we had 110 employees and 60,000 square feet up in Dover, New Hampshire. It's, you got to face the fear, you know, you just gotta, you just gotta do it. And I think if people would rely a little bit less on listening to their 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 friends and their parents mm-hmm. and their siblings and just did what they want to do, so many more people would be so much happier on this planet. You know that um, I didn't do that. You know when I went to college, I went for an accounting degree, and I I I hate accounting. Uh, I I should have gone for music, and to an art school. And instead, I went to this, you know, Little Ivy League school and and um, got a degree in accounting, you know, with a bunch of, uh, 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 you know, lacoste shirt, khaki, topsider type people that I did not belong with. And, um, um, you know, the minute I got out of college in Pennsylvania, I moved to California. And that's when I got in the entertainment business. Um, You know, I didn't let any any time waste there. You know, I figured, hey, I did my fort. well, it was actually five years in, in college, uh, and I, I did that to make my dad happy, and then I got the hell out of Dodge. He had nothing to <laughs> say about that. You know, he and I didn't speak for three years after that. Um, so, um, but yeah, you know, Andy, it's, it's, it's easy for me to sit here and say, face your fear and embrace the trust in, in spirit. It's so much harder to do that in practice. So much harder. And I understand that. And that's why my first reaction to your question was call me because I can explain to those people how I did it and, and, and what it did for me. I've never been happier in my life than I am right now. You know, I just turned 59. Um, I'm in great health. Um, Spirit tells me I'm going to be around for for another 40 years. Um, I got plenty of time to do more healings and depossession work um and and I wish everybody could feel the way that i feel i didn't always feel this way you know i mean the 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 first fifty years were just you know there were some rough moments uh, we all go through rough moments, but i'm here to say that it doesn't have to be that way and and we each have the the keys within us to change that and it can be as easy as just sitting down and saying, what would make me the happiest person in the world? What is it that I want to do more than anything else? And this is why, you know, you see so many people that take their hobbies and after a period of time, their hobby becomes their profession because they they love it so much and they put so much time and effort. You know, like somebody who works with, Um, restoring antique furniture on weekends you know that maybe they started it in their basement and then they moved out to a little rented a garage somewhere and then they now have enough pieces that they rent a little storefront and they're still doing it part-time and then the next thing you know they go you know what I don't need that damn job I'm just going to do furniture full-time and they're totally successful because the joy and love that they have of doing what they do raises their vibration to the point where they are attracting to them like a magnet all the people that are looking for the pieces they are restoring, you know, and it's it's that easy. I did it this summer with with my barbecue trailer, uh, you know, where I drove to Missouri bought a 16 a, a foot trailer that was outfitted as a commercial kitchen. I brought it back to Massachusetts. I uh, I have three commercial smokers, uh, professional smokers. I rented a spot in a in a um, in a parking lot. I, I just you know rented a spot in a parking lot, set up my smokers, and I said, okay, June second, I'm opening. I didn't spend a dime in advertising, and I had a tremendously successful summer. Shut it down in the middle of October. Um, I was able to save up enough money to pay the bills for the next six months. And I reopen again on May first, um, so now I've got six months to do nothing but spiritual work, and you know I, I'm thrilled with that. I am abs- I'm so happy with that, and and everybody else can can be just as happy um, uh, by making just a few little changes. You know.
0: Cool. So you you mentioned a few times <laughs> that the best way to get help is to call you. So what's the best way for people to to track you down?
2: my uh, thanks my website is littlefroghealing.com and um i have um, a lot of information on there there's some books on there that i wrote um there's a, a shamanic drumming cd i do teach shamanic journeying and healing um uh locally here in westford massachusetts um i also have a free tools page on there with a lot of um, energy tools um, And you know what? My cell phone's on there too. And that's 978-590-0186. And I encourage people that need help, you know, call me. And it's, it's, um, I'll take the call. And if I'm not uh, available, leave a message, I'll call you back. But um, my 100% of my being now is dedicated towards helping my fellow uh, men and women to, and children to, um, make the most out of their lives and uh, uh, help to guide them, you know, in the, the right direction to help provide them the tools that they can use to change their lives. The way I've changed my life
1: and eat well along the way. I
2: was gonna and, say, and,
0: and one of those tools is great barbecue.
2: So <laughs> <Absolutely>. <laughs> I got all four food groups, man, pork ribs, brisket, pulled pork and pulled chicken yeah <laughs>
0: that's awesome awesome well uh i, I want to I thank you brad for for joining us this evening this is uh and, and i can vouch for for the work you do i you know in in, in my coaching and my energy work my work at the akashic records i sometimes come across people that i have, i have no idea what they're facing i can't figure out heads or tails and describing things that just make no sense to my brain and i say contact brad hudson and you're like oh yeah Ten minutes, they're all set. It's all gone. <laughs> and <we're> like, okay,
1: <laughs> we'll clear your shed.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's there's nothing. There's nothing that scares this man away. Whatever, whatever darkness, whatever you think you're facing. Um, yeah, he's he's a a light bearer for whatever it may be.
2: Thank you so much. I, I, I'm so honored to be on here with with you guys, two of my favorite people in the world. And um, thank you for you know allowing me to to share a little bit of what I've learned, you know, with, with your uh, listeners.
0: Beautiful. Um, thanks again. And you can
2: check out Brad
0: at littlefroghealing.com. And uh, if you make your way to Westford, Mass., you can uh, get some good food by, uh, if you're around here from uh, May to October. <laughs> that was barbecue.
2: <laughs>
1: some soul healing and some st- stomach filling.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Ah, the way of the soul is
1: through the stomach, right? Uh, it truly is. At <laughs> for me, it is. Anyway,
2: <laughs> me too. Awesome. So, uh,
0: thanks everyone for joining us and, and tuning in. I hope you uh, got some. Uh, I mean, I know I did. So, I'm gonna, I'm going to trust, as Brad says, I'm gonna trust yeah. that everyone got something wonderful out of this. And uh, I'm gonna lead that by example. Um, join us live next Tuesday, November 22nd, at 8 p.m. Eastern for another episode of Real Men Feel. And I'm really excited about and fearful. About this next episode um, originally next week's show is going to be called men versus women and we're going to talk about all, all the hate speech um, that has happened in the presidential election and, and after it but um, really want to change it redubbing it men in support of women it's really about men in support of anyone and we're really inviting any guy that feels called to to come join us live and just say offer some support to, to women, to immigrants, to people from other countries, to people from other religions, to people from different colors, to people of different sexualities. And so, really, just it's the in support of show is kind of where we want to take it and what we want to offer and, uh, and bring to everyone next week. So, I hope you can join us then. RealMenField.org slash show will get you there next Tuesday. Um, join us at RealMenField.org. Check us out on Facebook. Um, subscribe on iTunes. And, uh, and thanks again for joining us. We'll see you later.